You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 887 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I don't know if I hit the drop. Because you were late. Earpiece was not well, in. You don't not have an late, obviously. Where's your earpiece? I'm so obviously not late. I didn't have my earpiece in. Now I do. I can hear Ben. For better or for worse, I can hear Ben. And I hope you can hear me. And I am excited to be here today, as I'm sure JD and Ben Askren are as well. So much to talk oh, about. It's a big week. This is one of like the uh, wrestling Super Bowl weeks. You got, you know, conference weekend. You got some of the big tournaments. You got Iowa, Penn State, NCAAs. They're the big ones. And hey, uh, I got an idea. Okay. You know all these stupid people saying Spencer should wrestle Roman? Yeah. They're not. And it's, it's they're, just ridiculous. They're not the best and brightest among us, Ben. Okay. Well, I got an idea. Hey, you know, during COVID, the NCAA made this rule you could do extra matches. So Spencer goes and pins Gary Steen. Bro. Roman goes and beats up whoever he beats up. Okay. End of the duel. And now your main event of the evening. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction, which I think you're going to like this idea too. And okay. I'm going to, we're going to talk about the, the absurdity of the Spencer idea. Um, my, but, no, my idea was great. Not your idea is great. So someone tweeted, this is not my idea. Someone sent it to me, and maybe you've theorized it before. But there should be, you, you know how you can bump up a weight class, right? We all know this. What if you okay. could wrestle your weight and then bump up a weight class? So he goes, That'd be awesome. takes care of business, Gary Steen, 38-ish seconds. Then boom, right back out. Now you have to suck it up because like, you're going right back into it. You could start at 33. No. Ooh. Make him pay. Do it. Just do it. Just right, I want the drum. I love that, but that's not actually a thing. So my thing's actually a thing. It's also not a thing. It's a thing. Well, I mean, no, it, no, it it's is a thing. There's extra thing. matches. I still see people doing them once in a while. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, that the, could actually happen. The extra matches kind of went happen. out of style when you couldn't like rig them with one second injury defaults so guys could qualify for NCAAs. No, there's like, extra match. I mean, probably I, I spoke on the duels on like 
track and it's probably, you know, ever a lot of duels average like one to three extra matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Penn State even did one recently. Nice. So yeah, yeah. um I do want to talk about the Spencer Lee bump up and Who just would the... win. At 133, man, I Folksile, have a Roman. I have a hard time picking a 125 pound person to beat, even the maybe the best 125 pounder ever to go up a, a weight class and beat Roman. In two and, years, we'll probably yeah. see it. Maybe, yeah. I hope we do. I, I, I just think. Well, one, I think Roman can. Sebastian Rivera did give a little bit of a template. Um, yep. Whether it, now no one's been able to execute it since, but um, you know, stay at stay at distance, use speed, attack. Um, you got to get off the bottom, and I think Roman could probably get away. Maybe I don't think he would choose under. Yeah. I think it's a close match for sure, but I th I think the weight difference is a is a thing, um, and there's a reason we have them, and there's a reason those are two different weight classes because it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, especially at the lighter so weights. Penn State's done extra matches against Oregon State and Michigan State this year. So, like they they know about them extra matches. Man, this would be that would be the most insane thing. I can you imagine? It'd be so awesome. And I know I know people listening to this show know this is probably a bad idea, but just for my own personal well why you shouldn't bump just so you just talk so all the way through here's it. The, just a, the quick bullet points of why it's an absurd <laughs> idea to bump spencer lee one you're trying to win the duel and it does not help you win the duel in fact i think it could put you at a tremendous deficit because one at 125 pounds drake ayala is not an option unless you want to completely sacrifice a year of eligibility to, to maybe different different situation <laughs> there. that tells you everything you need to know about both of those guys um and, and kind of how Iowa views them. That's my read. Um, because they, Spencer's gone after this year. And look who's left at 125. These are, these, are, these are wrestlers that I think would probably be underdogs against Gary Steen, apart from Drake. There's a, there's a high probability you go from getting yeah. six points at 125 to going negative three, down three. Charles Matthews ain't beaten. Uh... Austin Miller, I think, is the other guy. Jesse Barra is allegedly certified, and that's fine, but he's one and three this year um, at 133 pounds. Aiden Harris. Aiden Harris. Austin. I don't know who's Austin Harris. Um, <laughs> I think that was maybe an Oklahoma I never heard State of him. man. So, anyway, so that doesn't make sense. You're going to, you're very likely or potentially going to lose at 125 pounds, and you're, there's a good chance you. There's a chance, a significant chance you would lose at 133 pounds. And also, it doesn't make sense. Also, Spencer Lee has had all these knee surgeries, and you're going to bump him up against It's just, I promise you, Tom Brand, Spencer Lee, and no one in Carver Hawkeye Arena has given this one moment's thought because it's such a Really? You don't idea. think I keep changing Not for oh, a man, moment. That so much fun. Oh, I'm sure they'd be like, oh, that'd be a cool match. But there's no scenario they're like, hmm, do we bump here? Could we do, like, there's just no scenario. And also... Think about from Iowa's perspective, like, and just kind of how they think they're, like, they want to see where Teske's at. Like, not very likely to win this match. I think in their heart of hearts, they probably know that, but they're bringing this guy back. And the, the best tactic for Iowa to win the duel is to wrestle Spencer at 125, get an all but, you don't take an all but guaranteed pin off the board in, in a duel that's going to be this tight. Um, so I, it's, it's a terrible, 
terrible idea. I don't I don't yes. understand how it's gotten so much. For, for the duel, it's a terrible so, idea, but I they could do the extra match and they could just tell everyone it I mean, it would be the biggest match in college wrestling this year by far. Number one biggest match. I think it'd be the biggest one in literally years. Um it may be the yeah. I would say it's probably the biggest since Dake Taylor. Sure. Uh I think you'd be hard pressed to find one that competes with it. Yeah, maybe um, Snyder Gwiz was really good. That was what sixteen or whatever. That was amazing. Uh, when he came out in uh, January first, so, but like the thing is, but, it's I I understand that everyone wants to see the match, but that's not the angle people are taking. They're like, this is how Iowa can win, and then there's like, oh yeah, he'll just he'll pin Roman. No guys, that very 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 unlikely. He's pinned a lot of guys. He's pinned Nathan Tomaselli. He's pinned a lot of good wrestlers. Well, it's just that's it's a different thing going up a weight class. Mike Miller, screw yeah. RBY, he stalls so much. Lee would smoke him. Crazy. RBY, the, the, the ride that Penn State does, I'm going to ask Kale about it sometime. They used to have all these just savage turners, Ed Ruth, David Taylor, Zane. The rides they do now, man, uh, it is boring. Well, I would say. I like Penn State. I'm good with them. Boring. Yeah, so to me, I think it shows you 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 can get these guys a lot better, but like top wrestling is you, you've got to have been doing it and doing it. And you've got to have a lot of skills that you bring to the table before. And I don't think you can just like make an elite, elite top wrestler when they come to your school. Um, Honestly, it feels like they don't even try, though. I mean, even against the guy, when they're winning huge, they're not even really making attempts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're they're more neutral dominant than they are on the mat. That's that's for sure. Um, yeah, it is. It is not the most thrilling right but there's t- that's everywhere though too it's not like it's isolated to, to penn state i feel like maybe because penn state guys spend so much more time on top because they're getting <laughs> the high majority of the takedowns it's extra painful and and obviously the other thing is when there's a large skill discrepancy when they're way better than someone and they're still doing the same ride it's like uh yeah yeah it's not it's not uh a box office not thrilling sure but they're they're sure getting their hand raised an awful lot so, yeah, I just, thanks for indulging me. I know that the FRL listeners, you guys aren't the ones tweeting the bump, but uh, still. What about my idea? You're in for that, right? What'd you say? You might, you're in for my idea, though, right? Oh, yeah. I'm in for your idea. Right. I'm in for I'm in for this match happening. Just the circumstances of him weighing in at 125 and wrestling 133 is cuckoo. But, yes. man, what, what a match it would be. And hopefully we can see it down the line. Freestyle, even folk style. After the year, that would be amazing. Or immediately after the duel. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying, okay, you guys in the Facebook chat, I'm not saying RBY and Staraki and Brooks. I'm not saying they got to paint everybody, but a turn once in a while would be nice. Yeah. Well, I remember last year when we had the amount turns. of back. No, they remember last year when it yeah, was. Sometimes um, they wrestle bombs. Someone said, what? Sometimes they wrestle bombs. No, remember last year someone sent us it was it was Aaron Brooks specifically. The amount of back points compared to the amount of time he was on top and it was like one point per seven minutes or something like that. Not bad. <laughs> Stop. I didn't say seven points per one minute, I said one point per seven minutes. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Big, that would be a big difference, I guess. Yeah, so they <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um I don't. I don't find Roman boring. Uh, for the record, no, his ride's definitely boring. And so yeah. I mean, Roman, great guy. Excited. You guys got a movie coming out of him soon. Movie. Um, 
seems like a tremendous uh, individual, a but his top wrestling, not exciting. Yeah. So, um, Brooks had a 16 0 tech of Tyler Dow for the record. He pinned Gav- <laughs> Gavin Kane. Um, Gavin Kane. I said, I don't remember who sent us the stat last year. I, I do remember specifically, it was something preposterous like 70 minutes on top and like, 11 points or something to this effect. He's got, he's got, I bet he has a turn in over half his. Oh my season. gosh. Here's the white knight for Aaron Brooks. Now I'm not white knight. I did. I'm surprised to learn this. I didn't know. I've just looked it up. <laughs> I didn't know it until I looked it up. He's, he had a tech 24, nine, probably had a turn, uh, a three decision, probably no turns fall in one eighteen by definition, a turn fall in 54 turn. Uh, he lost to Marcus Coleman. Teched, uh Tyler Dow sixteen zero. You actually don't get back points if you just pin them. I don't know if you know that. Okay, really? You don't. You don't. They you don't, don't. They don't put them on the, the match is But you, I'm just saying, if someone gave us stats, well, I, rules guy remember, Ben. That's the nerdiest take of all time. Not? That's the nerdiest. Well, I got ninety one pins, so they shortchanged me a shit ton, piles. <laughs> you're saying, but no. The whole point is they don't. You're saying they don't turn anyone. If they're pinning them, they're turning them. Ben, no, I, I'll listen. I'll, and at the end, I said, "Do you remember that someone sent us this last year? Do you remember this, right?" Y- yeah, and I'm saying. Okay. So then That's I looked up, saying. and I looked it up to say, "Hey, well, how's it going this year? Looks better." But what is go. level of competition? Will that change once they get into the Big Ten schedule? Tyler Dow Gavin just, Kane, Gavin Tyler Dow just packed um just packed Abe Azad. Is this true? Fine Silver's good too. So he did whoop up on Fine Silver. Yeah. Yeah. So take that, Ben. Take the L, Beth. <laughs> take the L, Beth. <laughs> so many L's. Um Okay. Do we want to get into this duel a little bit more? Um, Whatever you guys want, I'm I do ready have to a, rumble. I do have a Crime Stoppers update at some point. If you Uh-oh, want, don't it. tell it. Just let's go with that. Okay, Crime Stoppers update. So after Monday's show, if you did, if you listen to Monday's show, you know that the piles car was broken into, smashed the window, stole my wallet, AirPods, some cash. Uh, that's pretty much it. And so I've I've been tracking them for the last couple of days because the AirPods have a, a tracker on them. So after the show, well, I told you guys on Monday, I drove by the apartment complex where the it was pinging before Monday's show. And then after that, I went back after the show Monday and drove, drove back. And I called in, uh, called in a little backup, uh, one of my top regulators. He's uh, good with the steel, if you know what I mean, earn your keep. So he shows up, and then all of a sudden we notice, uh-oh, after I'm sitting on this car for an hour, the AirPods are on the move, and this car is not going anywhere. So, wrong car. So, the car, I get in this truck. Wait, so I had a question about that. You did tell me that Monday, but was it, like, one car in front of that car, or was, like, was it the AirPods were way off? Or, like, how did how did it say that car, but it, it was somewhere else? It It's it's not totally exact. It's not, like, a perfect, yeah, perfect. pinpoint. But I was walking by all, all the cars in the area, and I couldn't quite get definitive proof that it was in any of them. I don't think it was. I think it was literally in this apartment complex. Okay. So suddenly the AirPods are on the move and the chase is on Ben. So we're in the truck yes. and this person drives to a Ross dress for less, which as Alia Stone said, it really be your own people. And it, it truly did hurt <laughs> that a Ross shopper may have stolen my <laughs> or AirPods. Ross employee. You don't know. It could be going to work. 
And that's what, so this person, whoever they were, was at Ross a considerable amount of time to the point where uh, Michael and I concluded this person might even work there. So we're walking around, we're trying to find it, we're, I'm hitting the play sound, I'm trying to track this person down, looking in cars, we're doing all kinds of stuff that's, you know, whatever. Can't, can't find him. After about an hour, I start feeling bad for, for, for James E. I'm like, hey, just take me back, man. All right, fine. So he takes me back, nothing, go back to work, work the day. Then they go back to the apartment. I go back to the apartment. I walk around. I get inside the gate of the apartment. And I'm starting to walk around with my little tracking device on my phone. Nothing. Disappointment. I'm almost late for wrestling. Go to wrestling. Do my day. Go to, go to work yesterday. They're still at the apartment complex. Then in the middle of the day, they're on the move again. So I said, okay. They're at this, it looks like probably this uh, El Pollo Rico restaurant in uh, oh, north good north taste austin of, good taste in tacos yes yes very possible and then they're there for a long time so then i go to this area but there's like a lot of little stores and these things are inexact so i walk in or i walk to like i park my car and i've got the thing on my phone and it's like it basically it'll say if you're like within a certain amount of feet if you're within 100 feet it'll start counting it down so but oh really right, yeah, it's really cool. I didn't even know this existed okay. until uh, I was robbed. So it says like far, and then I walk a little bit, and then it goes away. It's like you're not even close to being – you're not even close enough to be considered far. So then I walk back to where it says far, and I go a different direction, and then I lose it. So I walk in every single direction, and it keeps saying I'm far. So I'm like, there's only one other direction, and it's right behind me in the store. So I'm like, all right, I'm in the store. But then I'm like, all right, I'm going to be slick here because I'm the only person in there. And I'm the only, definitely the only gringo in there. So I buy a, I buy a Coke and I'm just kind of casing the joint, you know, looking around. And so I get the Coke and I sit there and then I start walking towards the counter. It's like 18 feet, 17 feet, 11 feet, 10 feet. I'm like, okay, this person is behind the counter. And so then I look up and there's this uh, young lady with the freaking AirPods in. And so then I just like. All right, well, it's very obviously this person. So then I hit the play sound button, which makes it make a sound. And she, like, kind of all of a sudden just, like, pulls it out and, like, looks at it. I was like, I'm like, did those just make a sound? She's like, yeah. And she kind of looks at me confused. She's like, yeah. I'm like, those are mine. She's like, huh? I was like, those were stolen from me on Sunday. And she just, like, puts them in the case and hands them to me. Just like that. Like, boom. Case, hand them to me. So where's your wallet? Okay, so what 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 happened? She bought them from someone. Um, so what, uh. yeah, so it's all gone. I called. I said like, hey, I'm not getting you in trouble. I'm gonna call the police. Well, she didn't speak any English. We were like kind of. She was just showing me translations on the phone. So please talk to her. And she's like, yeah, I bought it um, from this. Basically, every Sunday there's like this open air like flea market type of thing where like people just go and sell stuff and she bought them for twenty dollars <laughs> so these person uh, how much airpods cost i have no idea the new ones were like over two hundred dollars what so, yeah it's quite the deal yeah i, I would buy airpods for twenty dollars yeah. too yeah pretty pretty good deal the highly motivated Damn. seller you would say so it, it very obviously she did not steal um she just um bought it from the criminal and who, then you stole them from her it sounds like she bought them from another sounds like you should uh verify that the things you buy are not stolen before you buy but anyway 
So yeah. I got him back. So that's, so, so that's what yeah, so you guys got to watch your cars Sunday mornings. Too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should next Sunday. We should go. The cops like, yeah, this every Sunday you can go there. It's like you can get some legit stuff there, but then there's also a lot. So they literally broke in. It makes sense too because they broke into the car. They drove yeah, down. Rid of it. And when I looked initially, that they were not picking up anywhere. They were completely off. And so, and then a couple hours later, they were back on. I was like, oh, crazy! They're back on. But it's because they had freaking flipped them, and this this young lady had cut them back on. And so, um, take that, uh, Wick Wick Jacoby, my number one hater, very miserable person, said, "Cry baby pile." Thanks for the ear pods, which this peasant calls them ear pods. Doesn't even know they're ear pods. So, anyways, got them back. Um, still not happy about it, but you know, it feels like a slight dub after uh, losing a lot of stuff and being a total idiot, leaving stuff in my car. So, don't leave stuff in your car. There it is. That was okay. a fun story. Fun, fun story. I tracked him down. It was kind of, kind of, a, kind of a thrill. Um, also, a oh, final note: no one's coming to help you. You got to figure all this stuff out on your own. The, the cops. The, I mean, and I don't think I understand that this is not a high priority crime. But the, the the efforts they went to to not be helpful and not even go one inch. Like you got to figure a lot of this stuff out on your own. So. That's, yeah. that's the last note. But shout out to the police. Also, <laughs> Okay. Ben, I listened to your Mental Monday. Okay. On participation trophies. Yeah. And um, we think. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was. And I was definitely um, like probably before Caleb was even like maybe even born. I was like, man, participation trophy, that is so stupid. So I like I never once got one and thought like it meant anything. And so maybe that probably biased me. I was, I was like, man, that's not cool. Um, so I yeah. was like definitely probably had the hardo take for a while. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, man, who freaking cares? Um, so pro- probably once, I don't know when I actually had the, the mind flip, but I definitely did. I yeah. definitely changed my mind on it. Not at your mental Monday, definitely before. But I think it was great. And I think, uh, I don't know, if you want to share a little bit about it, uh, I think it'd be cool. People like the uh, stuff. Well, no, I just said, uh, yeah, that put me on the spot. Jeez. Uh, I pretty much just said that with the participation trophies, um, you know, youth athletics right now, participation is down across the board. Youth obesity is up. Uh, youth depression is up. And so pretty much anything that can keep a kid on a team or in the room, like that's a positive. Like, and then it's the coach's job to fix all the other things. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I can't see the negative to it. If a kid gets excited by it, then that's great. Keep him in the room. And I think um, next Monday, I actually had a guy ask me like, well, what about the kid that doesn't give effort? Because that that's the issue with participation trophies, right? Is, Oh, well, if they get a trophy, they're not going to try because they still get a trophy, even if they take last place or whatever. That's right. That's the idea. Um, and I can tell you the kids know the difference between first and fourth place for certain um, or eighth or whatever the last is. Um, but, you know, the thing about effort that I found after 11 years now, probably the number one reason kids don't get effort is they don't believe in themselves. That's it. Yeah. There, there's obviously other ones. There is other ones for sure, right? But I would say if it was the family feud and you say, what's the number of reason kids don't put effort? It's because they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe they can actually do it. And so that's one where it's like you can be, you as a coach can be the first person that that kid has ever felt like believed in them, that they can go mm-hmm. do it. And that is like such an empowering thing for them. 
I mean, some some kids have really shitbag friends who tell them they can't do anything. Probably a lot of kids do. And then some parents, some kids don't have parents that don't like put that into them where, hey, you can go do it. So I think, the, you know, the effort one is, like I said, there's other factors, but that's probably number one in my book. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Honestly, for, for my, my current fathering experience of um, son in sports is keeping them the other way. Like literally yesterday, he's like, he's making his dinner after practice, whatever. And all of a sudden he's like, gets a little emotional. And it's like, he's like, I did so bad today. I didn't turn this kid. And I'm like, what? man, who cares, man? That's not, it's not important. I was like, all that matters is that I, all I tell him is all that matters is you're trying your best, work your hardest, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I have to keep him too much the other way. Like all he cares about is like the result and the win. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. that, I don't know if you have all, you probably have a lot cause you have a lot of very motivated kids, but like, how do you combat that? Uh, I think, I mean, I think a lot of our kids realize that we wear that off over time um, a little bit. It's just like, yeah, just keep doing your best. And I mean, if they say something like that, it's like, okay, well let's, let's, let's try to attack the technical reason why it's not actually working. Yeah. Right. Like, is it, is your, are you doing the technique wrong? Are you not strong enough? Do you need to get stronger? You know, I mean, uh, and then some of them, obviously, in certain instances, it's like, well, that kid's just so much better than you. None none of the moves are going to work. Right. There's going to be some practices like that. Like, if I put JD up against, uh, Spencer Lee, I don't know if any of his moves are going to work. None of them probably will. Wow. That is quite a leap. (gasps) But for real, though, that's, I mean, so let's, let's attack the technical reason that it's not working. Let's attack that. Let's get better at that. And then, you know, keep plugging away at it. And because just because a tactic technique doesn't work, that doesn't mean it's a reflection on you as a person that that's preposterous. So just bring, bring us the exact technique. Let's talk about the technique and then let's, and even when they say matches, Oh, I I lost a couple matches. Okay. Well, why'd you lose a match? Yeah. You not attack the legs. Is your cardio not good enough? Are you not strong enough? Did you give up? Like why? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'd say we do. And I'd also say that like um the last last tournament he competed at, I think in the bracket, he went like two and three or it he was either five hundred or under five hundred. And I yeah. didn't think I didn't even think about like a medal or anything. And he straight up asked he's like, he's like, Do I get a medal for this? I was like, I don't know. Let's let's ask. And he he did get one and that, that meant a lot to him. So it's yeah. like That's what I'm they, saying right there. And they know they didn't win. Like it's not like he's like, Oh, I won. He knows. He know he he knows when he gets pinned. He knows he lost. Like there's there's, that's that's kind of what I went to, Christian. In the mental Monday, it's like, okay, some of you hardos who are like, Oh, they shouldn't get it because they didn't do well enough. Um, it's like, okay, but then you say, like, why isn't there participation? It's probably because there's a lot of coaches who are dickheads who treat the kids poorly if they can't execute to the the level that the coach wants them to. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, so then the other option is they quit sports or your sport and they go, I mean, you guys, you guys all know what high school kids do if they're not playing sports, they're playing video games or they're smoking dope. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. That's it. That's all you can do. <laughs> or both or both. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's like 1% of really motivated op- entrepreneur who's going to go start his own, landscape business or something i don't know but you gotta be involved in some kind of i I mean i I think it is important you can't just man in high school 
I don't think it's good to just do school and go home or just like have nothing yes. like scheduled activity. Like you gotta be music, sports, something. You gotta belong to something. I, I personally. FFA, <laughs> shout out. I was in the FFA. Um, yeah, something like yeah. that. That's big. You gotta do something. You gotta participate. And then, I mean, then obviously taking it even a step further is like, uh, and this could be for adults too, but what people are the happiest in life and having a purpose is a huge one. And so if you're in a sport, you probably have a purpose. And then being part of a like community or being part, you know, having a bunch of friends, that that's really important in, in relation to happiness. So you quit teams and you're by yourself. Oof, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And then if you're just kind of left to your own devices, who knows what, what path you'll go down. Smoking drugs or video games. That's your only choices. That's unfortunately part or snatching uh snatching AirPods. property out of freaking cars. We know yes. that's that's the wrong path. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. You gotta keep beating the drum, man. Um because mm-hmm. I think the sport's still way, way behind. And I think you gotta yes. get apparently you have to get way, way, way in front before uh they'll start to take note. But I mm-hmm. I think I think one thing that would help is like you and the other um, P and L people, like kind of having a more. And I don't know how similar think, y'all view. Yeah, things. I, I think, think you do. Well, I mean, we're, we're very like, sim- we're all very similar. I think in this case, I don't. And obviously, you have a a, a big mouthpiece with just the show and your own personal following. Yeah. But like, man, I'd love to hear David Taylor, how he thinks about things, and, and Coach Paulson, and and yeah, the others, right, Cormier. Yeah, because um, I think yeah, I, be... I think they're all really similar. Um, so, yeah, I would all right. To... Let's talk yeah. about Iowa Penn State though, because I I mean I love talking about this stuff. But I feel like people want to hear about Iowa Penn State. They definitely do, and they definitely will. We still got an hour of this show, and so... I love. There's one really preposterous take that I scrolled down and saw. Hit it. What is it? We'll start with the preposterous. Seabrick Penn hates to win the duel. <laughs> that sounds like Caleb Piles, who is <laughs> who is. For over a week, predicting that Seabrick was going to pin Peyton Rob. Well, he was asking for uh, outlandish oh headlines. Oh, that's an outlandish headline. Yeah, there's, but that is a plausible outlandish. Headline. That is, yeah, that's plausibly outlandish. What if, what if Caleb's secret uh, burner handle is Gaday of secret sauce? <laughs> if he, I don't know if he knows much about Gadoyev. That's that that predates his wrestling fan consciousness. <laughs> I will say, Caleb so entered awesome. the um, entered the pick'em contest. He was tied for third out of. Uh, 600-ish entries. That's pretty wow. good. Wow. Nice. Better than I would have done. But, yeah, no, that's – I mean, so I was going over, and as we were talking about the duel, because some people were – I feel like a lot of the sentiment is, like, Iowa's, like, total long shot, no chance. And I think there's a pretty clear, obvious path that I was kind of outlining or laying out on Twitter – Last night, and I'm curious what you think about it, Ben. I kind of went in yeah. order, like the most likely wins for for Iowa potential wins. And I was like 125, 141, 165 heavyweight, um, then like 149 maybe, and then um, yeah, I think there's a bunch of possibilities. But the yeah. thing with possibilities is like when you're, yeah. you know, even if it's like a say 40 percent or 30 percent, which is right close to 50. Um, like I think Haynes has a decent chance, but and Warner's got Warner. See Warner, I put a little lower. I I would put him. I don't know, fifteen twenty, and he hasn't really been wrestling. And then Cassiope, 
you know, maybe he's right around 50 or uh, maybe a little less. I know he's beaten him before, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and uh, Kennedy, I would say the same thing. When you have a bunch of those that you rely on, you just you have to wrestle your very, very best possible match, and there's no room for any error, and that's so hard in a dual mate. Yeah, so I'd say, like, and one thing, I think Nomad was tweeting about this, like, Penn State more recently has had a great ability to turn the toss-ups into their favorite. Like, on paper, yeah, Jacob versus Max is, like, toss-up. Maybe not now as much as it would have been yeah. coming into the season. Coming Last into the year. season. Coming into the season, yeah, you're like, okay, probably it's 60-40 max or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. And same with, like, Kirkfleet Cassiope. That, to me, is like a cla- – that's a more classic – toss-up match right yeah they've gone back and forth both have had a good year both have had losses um who's who's it gonna be like those are the kind of matches where where iowa has to win but penn state has been winning those mirror and van ness is is fascinating to me um i agree because neither guy is is gonna be able to put up consistent offense against the other I, i strongly believe that i think it's gonna be if there were more than one takedown score in this match, I'd be really surprised. Um, and yes. so you factor in, you've got a couple things. You've got Max, who has all the experience in the world, versus Van Ness, who's young, likely improving at a good rate, plus home mad advantage. Like, how does that tip the scales in, in, in your mind, Ben? Um, and then, Yeah, this is where it's just like... <laughs> Penn State has some obvious wins, and then, yeah, like Van Ness, I don't know, maybe 50-50, because Muren hasn't been very good this year. Really? I don't know. What do you What do you give I, it? I, I literally think, this is where I'm going to enact my Shane Sparks, it's literally impossible. I have no idea. Like, I try to, like, have a process for figuring out, like, Either from watching the guys and like, okay, this matches up well for yeah. this person, or look from at a the numbers, standpoint or whatever, or or like more like black and white, just look at numbers. It's like, man, I can't really tell. I can't make heads or tails of of this yeah. matchup. I really don't know. Makes me well, wanna... ne- neither one's gonna ride each other. No, that I think that's for sure, right? I, I wonder if Muran could ride Shane. Uh, he, who's Shane been ridden by? Not even Gomez, I don't think, rode him very long. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I see no riding whatsoever. So then it comes down to takedowns. And so, really, you know, when you think about it, it's like, okay, if it's a one takedown match and they can't ride each other, it's going to be 3 2 because someone gets a takedown and the other person gets to escape. But if it happens in the third period, right? And then you go three and then, you know, three, one, someone gets to escape three, two, then whoever the two is, the losing party, can then go try to get a takedown and they get a takedown. Then it's four three. They win, and like I'm not against like neither one of these guys is so proficient defensively that they're not going to get taken down. Which you know you think about, say like an Austin Gomez is really good defensively, doesn't mm-hmm. give a lot of takedowns. There's someone to that effect, you know. But yeah, I I could really see this one going either way. Um, ben Ness, I don't think uh, I'll, I'll pull up his profile right now, so I don't mess it up. But I don't think he's had like that really big win yet. And maybe this is the one where he gets it finally. Yeah, I would say like the, the Johnny Lovett pin after beating him five three in a match where he was I think yeah. losing is like that's a moment for sure. But it's not 
it's moment. not def- it's not definitive it's not a yeah no. but you didn't need that with uh with levi there's you, no you... so uh, there's no big wins for uh um van ness his best win would be quinn kinner yeah probably. kinner manzona bryant love it i view all of them kind of the same even though their wrestle stat rankings are extremely variable the wrestle stat some okay wrestle stat i think sometimes are good there's been a few there was one guy i looked at I could not figure out. I think it's going to be a glitch in the algorithm. He was two and six, and he was ranked number 36, and neither of the wins was over good people. So I have no idea what was happening on that. Mm. So I think sometimes the rankings are kind of eh. Yes. We uh, are smarter than the now machines. Now freaking log in again and see Levi Haynes. I was just logged in. I just looked at damn. It won't stay logged in. If you, you have to stay in the same window, or uh, you have to re-log in. That's been my experience, at least. Yeah, Van Ness. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about that win over Cobra months and, and it, that Believe was on. like, wow, that was really impressive. Uh, JD felt the same way. Was, I know. I hey. test. Yeah. Levi Haynes has more offense, more leg attacks than this, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion. And that I think is he's, true. He, he's more Pretty turny, cool. too. I think he's a little better on top. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I could definitely see <laughs> Van Ness Muren going 3-2 either direction. Uh, or the, the other person can get a takedown, make it four three. Or I could see going overtime one one. The winner gets a takedown. I could see the going. I mean, yeah, it's hard to predict. And to bring it back to Van Ness versus Haynes, Haynes is at one fifty seven, which doesn't have Yanni Gomez. That's true. Yeah, yeah, at the top. Mm-hmm. That's true facts. Um, yeah. So, okay, so forty nine is huge. I guess do we, do we want to just whiteboard it real quick? Not real quick. I mean, honestly, if if Penn State doesn't bring out Levi Haynes right now, they're going man, they're, to me. This is Seabrook like might the be most... the favorite. Seabrook might be. The, I mean, that Seabrook might be the path be the of victory, favorite. Christian. Seabrook He's the definitively favorite. the favorite over against Bearclaw. Yeah, for sure. Yes, for sure. But I would. But I'm also like not even entertaining the possibility of him wrestling. Come no, on, I'm not okay. Let me ask you this. Le- Levi's you this. going. There's there's no way they don't use him. Okay. Can I ask you one question? Inquire. Do they actually need him to win this year? Mm, they might need him to win this duel. No. Then no. That's not what is, they care about winning. Is we that the that. bar? Do you think that's the bar? That it, Most do you think times, that's yes. how, Do you think that's how Kale looks at it? Do you think he's like, yeah. how, how, by how little do I have to clear this bar? To, to get to yeah, they're way over the bar. They're way no, over. The bar's not they, even close. They want they want they want to clear the bar. They want a high step over it. They want a hurdle they to are. high jump. They're, the high step is stepped without Levi Haynes. You use him. He's healthy. He's ready. He can win a title this year. He can place high this year. You use him because right, Christian. When is, when is other when else have they used true freshmen? Um, when I mean, and I guess there's not been a lot of years where they're this far in front. That's true. So pretty rare. Like, don't need to. I kind of wouldn't. What year did they pull? I think the 2012 year was uh, that was the Nico year. That was one of their biggest. They needed him. No, I think they won huge in 2012. If I'm remembering, 12 when Nico yeah. was a freshman and he was the 10 seed and he made the finals. Yeah. No way they were that far in front. Let's look at the finals. Well, this is not, I mean, you obviously know, the team score might not be reflective of what it was going, going into Retroactively tournament. was the reality. <laughs> this actually pertains to a question we got from Tanner Huffman. 
is pulling a red shirt ever in the best interest of the individual wrestler's development? Oh, so. 100% it could be. Um, to, to, I mean, Nico talked about this on, so Nomad tweeted about it, about like, use the, use the guy when they're ready, whatever, and then save it for later. And Nico, summarizing what Nico said was, that was that redshirt year he took down the line was key because he knew he had all this experience and he knew exactly what he needed to address and work and focus on. You can get better Whereas, in a redshirt as a 21 year old versus. Yeah, you just have so much more wisdom and and knowledge about yourself and about like yeah. the game than you do as a true freshman. And I, I think that's an important distinction. Like so much of the, so much of your improvement is is on you. It's not like. No one's just going to write out the script for how you're going to solve all your problems. Like all, yeah. even the best, especially the best, I would say like it's on you to sort of solve. They'll help give you the tools and advice, but it's on you to really create that path for yourself. So I think that's kind of what, what Nico was describing there. And it made okay. sense. So in 2012, they won 143 to 117 okay. over Minnesota. But okay, I remember, I can, I vividly remember this Christian. Mm-hmm. Zach Sanders was the two and Nico was the 10 and, and Nico beat him in the quarters. And I was like, Oh damn, Penn state's actually going to win this thing. Like, so that was, that was not a foregone conclusion without Nico. I mean, Nico's got what 22 points and they won by 26 and Zach Sanders gets knocked down a spot. Like yeah. not a foregone conclusion by any sense of the imagination. Yeah. They, they did not have another option there. Um, Okay, but but it's not just about this year. This is a a, a a savvy, it's not even savvy. It's just obvious future intelligent move because down the line, everyone is saying, even Kale is saying, he is not long for this weight class. Facundo exists. Sirachi will be there next year. It will, will make sense. And now next year, they'll be in a similar situation where they're going to be huge favorites probably. Missouri is going to be really good. Um, but they lose two national champions. So, I mean, I don't think, unless obviously Bartlett or two? Van Ness, Harvey Weindeen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They lose two national champions. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, that's a lot maybe of points. Not. That's a lot of points. I, I think, I still think um, they're, they're going to be probably the favorites going into next year. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I, gotta be no, I, I think they're the favorites, but it's, I mean, this year they're just, right now there's... I don't think there's anyone who can get very close to him. And so it's like, why use him? I mean, yeah, I guess the point is that if he can't make 57 next year, maybe that would be a good reason because I think maybe what Brooks has got two years left. And then Siraki said he's going to be done in 24 also. And so maybe that's when they all slide up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So they could all slide up after that year. He could redshirt next year. Um, pre- mm-hmm. Presuming he can't make it that year. And if he can make 57 next year, then you r- run him again. But, He's ready to go. Ooh. Very obvious. Hey, remember also 2012? I'm with these 2012 brackets now. Remember we did this all at Corona? We went through old brackets. It this was awesome. so fun. <laughs> Dylan Alton went from the seven to took, take third place. That was not a big one for Penn State that year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was... Dylan, Dylan that year... Um, no, I, I'm, th- I mean, I'm thinking of the wrong year. I'm thinking of the wrong year. Oh, he was he right David, there to be... David killed everyone. Oh. I think he was right there to beat St. John. Was it that year? Uh, no, let me see. Oh, was, look. Uh, yes, third... he lost in overtime to Derek St. John in the quarters. Yeah, I think he was St. up John late. I think he was up late in that match and lost. And that was the side that... No, no, it was, one, it was overtime, 3-1. Okay. I'm thinking of a different yeah. match. Because there was one time where... Uh, 
the bracket completely fell apart. Maybe it was the next year when St. John won. Dylan and Welch were on the same side. And I think he was up big on Welch. And that was the side where like David Bonet like busted up the bracket. James Green lost early. Yes. Dylan Ness lost. And then like if Dylan had won that, he would probably have been in the finals. Um and very likely could have been a national champion. But Dang. instead instead hey. he lost to Welch and then lost to I think Green in the round of twelve. Uh to mm, not yeah, even play. Something like that. That bracket got Got kooky. Hey, Christian. Hey, Ben. Then you got your boy, uh, Quentin Wright, going from the sixth to the final. So we have. Can we not just go through these this 2012 Hold on. bracket Nico when Iowa Penn ten, State ten. is this Nico weekend? Nico goes from the ten. We're not going to. Nico goes from the, the ten seed to the second. Quentin Wright goes from the sixth seed to the second, and Dylan Alton goes from the seven seed to three. Damn, Kale's good at coaching NCAA. Q Q is was a beast. Maybe one of my favorite Penn State wrestlers ever. Um. So I think though I think we see May we see Haynes. I don't think it's that big of a decision, honestly. I think I'm surprised you would redshirt okay. him, Ben. Yeah, I am surprised. I think it's what? overly I think you're overthinking the situation a little bit. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just okay. saying they don't need him. I mean what you know what the situation I'm thinking of, and I, I don't know I don't know that Levi Haynes will be this guy, but if they redshirt Zane in year one. He might be the goat. Possible. True. He might never have lost. <laughs> they had to have That's him. That's what that I'm year. thinking. Had to have him that year. Yeah. They don't win NCAs in 14 without Zane. Uh okay, 25. This will be one of the classic line situations where JD will have to do pin or no pin. I, I'm predicting for this. Oh. Gary Steen, don't even put this one on the board. This is too everyone gets this one right. He pins him. It's over. He's, he's it pin. would be like minus. 750. Yeah. <laughs> for pin. No, you know what you would need to do? You need to do how fast does he pin him? Yeah. That would be tremendous. Minus I, 750 I the for, the, for the pin at... or the win? Big minus 7,050. For the pin. For the win, it would be like minus 7,050. Yeah. Minus a million. There's <laughs> no way um, it goes the other direction. For time length, it would be like. I would I put it at three minutes. First no, period or second. 90 it would seconds. Be lower. It would be lower. You know how many people lower. would hammer that under? Yeah. And it yes. will probably come true based off of his last six matches. Yes. Man. What's it? Man, I don't know. Ben, you've probably never been in this scenario. Um, so I'll ask JD. You're a high level, but you definitely had some matches where you're like, I'm going to get killed, right? What is it like? I mean, think about Gary Steen. He's going to be doing this in the biggest duel of the year. You got to walk out like, my gosh, can I wrestle Spencer Lee right now? Like, what's the what's the mindset there? You just think about how awesome it would be if you won. Like, oh, man, this would be sweet. Do something crazy. I remember, I, I'll tell you, I do have one. I wrestled Kale when I was 18. Oh. And you, yeah, you, and I, just you thought, I thought, okay, listen, he's probably going to kill me. But if I can if I can get to his, it was freestyle, if I can get to his neck and choke him, I'm going to turn this dude over. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, yeah. i got to figure out how to get his neck underneath me and choke him and turn him over. Get that, get that head under there. Squeeze yeah. it. I mean, that was the same thing I thought against Burroughs. I'm like, I, I, I went to Nebraska and trained with him for four days. I can't beat this dude. <laughs> you know, I want to wrestle <laughs> with him. But I'm like, but I, I could probably try to choke him. I could choke him out, and I will yes. beat it. And well, I've always said this about Ben. If they're unconscious, Ben's going to pin them. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Oh, man, that's so hey, funny. Before we run through the speaking of gambling, 
Circus Sports Iowa. Iowa plus 335. Penn State minus 410 for money line. Wow. Or you can go spread, which is nine points. Nine points. I'd probably go spread and hit Iowa plus nine. I don't know if I have the confidence. I don't have the confidence, I think, to put money on. Plus 300, maybe throw 10 bones on it and just say, hey, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the bet. What do you think, Ben? You love gambling. Mm. Yeah, I think Penn State's going to win by a decent margin here. Really? You think oh, double-digit yeah. win for Penn State? Ooh, uh, I, I think I think they get on one of them them their Penn State heaters, and they win That's a bunch of win a bunch of matches in a row. BJC, uh, BJC, yep, yeah. That's get an extra thing. half a point on uh, Betfred Iowa Sports. Betfred minus eight and a half. Man, Iowa loves gambling. Who would have but thought? But the line is minus one fifteen, not one ten. I says the same basically. Okay, interesting. Okay. So 125, it's 6-0 Iowa. Um, 133, this is interesting because I, I got, in, not in a back and forth, but just like someone's like, Penn State is guaranteed to get bonus at 33, 74, and 84. And I strongly disagree that those are On which one? Guaranteed. Or all? They, all of them. After you tried to dunk all over a pin this morning. Why did I, <laughs> when did I do that? No, I think 33, they're going to get it. I think. I think 84, you, your point was spot on, Christian. Yeah. And 84. Yeah, but then he was saying this year is different. He is. <laughs> he is different. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, Brody versus Roman Bravo Young. There's a couple of factors here. One, Brody Brody looks pretty good. Uh, Roman can get bonus a lot. He was 100% for bonus until mm-hmm. Dylan Ragason, which was a pretty close match. I don't think Brody is yet on Dylan's level. But mm-hmm. the teammate familiar, familiarity, I think, is a thing we've seen play out in the past where it can slow things down. They're not just teammates. They're, they're friends. They're boys, for sure. But oh, Teske and RBY are? They were mm-hmm. friends, friends. They weren't just like teammates. They were They, were they still are. They still train together sure. in the offseason. Yeah. So well, I think both of them kind of want to fight, actually. Yeah, they both train with uh, Dominic Cruz out in Arizona. Yes. Together. Mm-hmm. Cruz boys. So... What what do you see think? more of that in the RBY film? I think it's I think my mindset was decision for Roman here. That's me as well. I think it's a decision. I I think decision. I think he's pushing for the major and he wins by like six. My guess. Brody does have a propensity to give up the first takedown quickly. If he does that, it, it could it could, it could, turn, re- it could turn into game. It on. could really put his back against the wall. Because um, there's there's also like. When do you have the shift in in tactic from I'm trying to win this match, trying to win, trying to win, trying to win. I'm down by four. I'm down by five. Okay, I need to not get majored for this dual meet. Like, when do as an athlete are you are, are you do, running that calculus in your mind, or is that something like the coaches are not probably really speaking to that broadly? But like, how does that work? This, and this yeah. could be one of those duels where potentially every one of those scenarios like matters. Every point matters. For sure. Um, so does does Brody get to a point where he's like, ah, okay, let me let me sh- shut it down, or is he just gonna like try to win the whole time? Well, it's not like he's a it's not like he's a shooting out guy, anyways. So, uh, yeah, I think he shuts it down a little bit. Yeah, 
Slows it down. All right, Real Woods versus Bo Bartlett. Number two versus number three. I think Real gets it done here this time. Oh, Christian's picking against his boy. You know what? Um, I would also pick Real Woods to beat my son, but he would still be my boy. <laughs> um, what? So There's I don't... no way Real's taking out Caleb. That's right. He's not ready for that single. So I think it's an ugly match. One one kind of gritty takedown probably settles there will it. Probably, there will be one takedown in I this feel match. Like there's no be, chance there's two. I feel like Bo is going to be super close on a takedown at the end. There's booze at the end. It's close, but he doesn't quite get it. Wait, but JD, are you updating the board before we've actually made our picks? What are you talking about? You put We're his, at 141. I looked on YouTube, and you guys already have it. Uh, three points for Barley and three points for Woods for both Raider and Piles. Yeah, we just put. A, we are talking about this match right now. I just said. I, I don't think. Re- I don't think he said final answer. I didn't hear him say. Final I didn't answer. say. I didn't you say. Did final not say final. He answer. didn't say final answer. But I don't say final I answer. It. You can't lock it in. Um, no, no, you can't lock it in. No lifelines here. Real Woods by decision. Very close. Booze at the end. Final answer. Real Woods final answer for me as well. Okay. <laughs> I, I Real Woods much final agree. answer for me also. Duel is over if Bo wins. Bo wins, duel's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I sure. am concerned about Woods's um, inability. I don't know if I want to say inability, <laughs> but uh, lack of takedowns this season. Um, it is concerning to me, but I, I think he's able to prevail. One other Man, thing. Man, but he, with, he got that Spencer Lee Till series going, he does. though. He's good on top. And so he's yes. got multiple ways to win. I don't think, I think a couple of things. One, Bo's style is not going to exhaust him he right. does not he does not put, pack a lot of wrestling into his seven minutes of wrestling it's gonna be <laughs> not, not exciting that's such a nice way to say that yeah that was like the nicest way ever i'm a nice guy so oh, i man. think that'll keep if if there is a, a current issue with with real going seven hard minutes real's not gonna i think or bo's not gonna pull that out of him right i think real will be fine one takedown yes Fine. And he could win on riding time. I think that's a, a plausible scenario. He wrote out Cole Matthews for two minutes straight. Like he's he's good. He's yeah. good on. To time. me, this is another scenario like the Swiderski match where he just finds a way. Finds a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Okay, which brings us to 149. Max Murin versus Shane Van Ness. Is this must win? Is this might be also must win? I think you. I think Iowa. Has all of them are must win for Iowa. Okay, they're all must wins. It depends on what you well, consider. Okay, what obviously. you consider a toss up? Like, do you consider one ninety seven a toss up? I don't. I think. But th- I think they can lose one ninety seven, and there's still a path yes. to victory. So I maybe wouldn't say they're not all, all must win. I hope for for, for Iowa sake. because that's Iowa's never going to win thirty three seventy four eighty four. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, all the I others guess, yeah, are maybe. somewhat in the balance, and I think they could still uh, lose one of those okay. and keep the others to a decision. And because Spencer Lee will likely get six points, they could still win. All right, mm-hmm. fair enough. But yes, they have to do more than Penn State has a little more leeway, a lot more leeway. Yeah. So, okay. I'm. Oh, man, I'm I, going Mirren. I'm dying on this one. I am dying. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I'm a I'm dead go- man. I'm going. I'm going, Mirren. I'm ruined. I don't know who are you gonna pick, Ben. I'm gonna go Van Ness's first big win. Gets it done overtime, three one. B 
BJC goes ham. Man, I, I feel like this might be a tiebreaker. I don't even know. I don't think Sudden Victory is going to settle it with these guys. Whoa. Murin's not going to get ride see, time because Ness, they're both escaping. I could see Van Ness trying to force something and Mirren capitalizing. Yeah, maybe like a go yeah, behind. that sounds about right. A little go behind, change off to a double. This is a, a, a little Spider-Man meme here that pointing at each other because <laughs> they both want to like hand fight hard, wrestle hard, like pick their spots on the attack. Um, golly, and Nick. that's why I think Mirren will just be a little more patient, and Vaness will just maybe try and force force something. Mirren capitalizes. Mm-hmm. It's a big like. Done. There's advantages to, JD. to being at home, man. But I I could also see what you said and. This is Van Ness's catapult victory, so I, I do not feel confident about it. If this is about as 50-50 as it gets for me, I'm going, I'm going Marin. I'm taking Shane. Give me, give me Van Ness. And I could honestly flip before Friday, but for now, I'm going Marin. <laughs> he can flip, and we know he loves to do that. He loves changing his picks on the board. Well, th- this board is locked in, but... Lock him I out. Could, I could hedge myself later on. <laughs> I'll, I'll lock him out. I'll take. I'll just steal his computer. I don't care. <laughs> you'll you'll get it back on Monday, sir. Fifty-seven. Kobe Seabrick. We're just saying it. Levi Haynes. He's ranked number twelve. Kobe's ranked fourteenth. Um, what? I, I think it's. I think it's Haynes. No problem. I didn't even list this as a potential win, and um Blue. it is a potential win for iowa but it's i it's think a potential it's potential win. i think it's low percentage this man lost to vinnie zerbin earlier in the year he was zerbinized um and now he's a title contender, now he's a title contender <laughs> according to y'all this guy lost to vinnie zerbin and beat beat uh corbin munson and you said this guy's taking a chip it was i said was contender zerbin, i said he was not my he was not my pick. and guess what now you're agreeing with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's because of the state of 157. Vinny Zerbin. If you're watching. Ben. Who are you taking, Man, Ben? Zer- I'm checking out Vinny Zerbin right now. Check out Vince, Vincent. He just lost to G Feller. He lost to G Feller in bad. overtime. He's all right. He'll make the NCAAs, I bet. Um, yeah. I'm going Seabricked over Bear Claw. <laughs> okay. Really? Do you have inside info? Now I'm thinking you got info. I don't have info. I don't I know. Is there like a PNL group chat? And DT's like, nah, he ain't going. Uh, I don't think anyone in the PNL is that in with. Uh, oh, David, duh. <laughs> for a second. Other than his coach. <laughs> yeah, no one in PNL other than his coach is really in. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. You really don't think? Um,. No, probably, I, I think it's a coin flip, honestly. I, I really, so if I'm on Penn State. I don't know about Levi Hayden's weight, but they don't need him this year to win. They really don't. And like, I keep thinking the breath of her thing, like, save him in, in four years. And I know you guys keep saying injury, but man, injury red shirts are giving out like candy now. You can get those if you want one. So in, in four years, you're going to yeah, have. To me, it's not uh, an injury thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not injury, just like, it's just a readiness thing. So you're okay. Well, hypothetically, Ben, if some by the options, wrestles, he wins. Haines okay, wins. thank you. At least indulging me that much. Um, Unless Seabrook pins him, that's a good point. 
If, put, he, put, if he put, got pinned, he would lose. Put those caveats for me as well, for all the people I picked to win. If they get pinned, I would think differently. Okay, so we're, we're all Levi. If he goes, I would obviously take Kobe if it's Bearclaw. Not that obvious, actually. That would be a close match. Bearclaw's savvy enough, but I would pick Kobe. So at the break, I have it 12-6, to 6, as does Ben, but CP's got it 9-9. 9-9. Nine nine. Nine, nine. We're in a dog Ooh. fight. All right. But, don't worry. It's about to get worse. Yeah, this is the this is the gauntlet. So they got so Iowa has to have Murin. And they have to have real. Those have to happen yeah. for them. Yeah. Okay. Sixty five. I like Kennedy here. Truly. I think he wins this match. Ooh. I definitely would have agreed with you prior to Facundo's win over Amin. Kudo's been solid this year. I think his only loss is David Carr. They're both solid. They're both good. They are They're both, both good. guys that could place this year, for sure. Yes. I think this was also going to overtime. And overtime, I'm going to take Mr. Facundo. I, I am as well. I'm, I'm going Facundo as well. I think he's improved a lot since last year, as has Kennedy. 3-1 overtime. Obviously. Um, but I've liked that I've seen progress in Facundo and his leg attacks this season. So I'm going Facundo. Hmm. You've seen a lot of progress? Enough. I think he's I think it's I think it's improved for sure. Take down against he's not mean. just yeah, and he's not even he's not just he used ducking, to just guys. yeah, he used to just go for his duck. He still got that in his back pocket. Uh, he, but... he does not have a lot of offense. He's good, but not a lot of offense. Yeah, but yeah. it went from basically none to now you, you Taking guys down, so uh, watch that Caleb Fish match. Not a lot. I'm yeah. gonna ignore that data. Ignore the most recent data point. Correct. And go to the data point right before that, where he beat. But I mean, he didn't have very much offense either. I mean, he had nobody has offense against Amin. He had two takedowns. No one. No two. Oh yeah, it was tiebreaker. had one. Uh, he yeah, had a he takedown and he had a reversal, which was kind yeah. of a takedown almost. <laughs> it was maybe, well, it was even like at the time it was called a takedown because they didn't give Amin the, uh, the oh, takedown. Didn't give him that. Yeah, yeah, but it was sure. a reversal or it would have been a reversal. Um, mm-hmm. I think both guys are hard to score on. I think it's a, I think it's a reattack go behind for Kennedy. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you're both on him. But I don't second guess. I mean, myself. I, I I picked it going overtime, so obviously I think they're they're super close. You said um, no way. You're not allowed who to said pick no. you. You're not allowed to pick Kennedy in anything anymore. Also, me? Your, yeah, yeah. You're you're preseason blaspheming. You went wild. I said he was going to be. I think I said no better than seventh. I'll stick by that. Still. Oh no, we're running that tape. I'll find that. I'll actually Don't look find, at what did I say. We always. No way. I do, not, I do not remember. I'm pretty sure Caleb picked him seventh and you were you were aghast. That was the whole that's what started the whole thing. He picked him to place. He's like, no way. I do not recall this. I'll find it. Don't even worry all right. about I, it. I all I know Don't is I think I think it. I said I mean, I know he didn't suck. I know he wasn't gonna be like twenty seventh. I'm not a dummy. He's mm-hmm. good, but I I think he's like seventh through we'll say thirteenth, somewhere in there. Okay. Yes. Sorry to all twenty. And I'll, right? I'll stand by that. Wrestlers, you all suck at wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're beasts. Okay, seventy four. Nelson Brands has been bonused once in his uh, career. <laughs> it was a 
Kane match at UNC or against UNC at NCAAs. He's not been bonus since. I don't think he's going to be bonus here. He's really I hard agree. to score on. I think this is a um, three piece for Starachi. Yep. And if you're not a turn, if you're not a turner, man, bonusing becomes very difficult because you need to get a lot of takedowns. A lot. A lot. And There's much more likelihood for bonus at 184. Completely agree. In my opinion. Yes. I th- I found it inexplicable that Aaron has not bonused Abasad. If you watch the first period of that match, you're like, oh, he's going to master. We're talking about last Slaughter. year. I'm talking about last year. Because he took he, him out like three times or something, right? Like, bah, bah. It was either two or three take easy. And then like three, yeah. second, third period, it was like, all right, just kind of chilling. Sometimes mm-hmm. Aaron does that. Sometimes you got chill. And I like chilling. Believe me. But I was surprised because we was... all have it twelve to twelve right now. By the way, do we really? Yes. Oh boy. So the, the path is pretty clear. I was like, likely going to need two out of three at the end because they're not getting this one. Um, In fact, I'll go even as far to say is I think bonus is more likely at one ninety seven than one seventy four. Is that crazy? Not at all. No. Sixteen little bow and arrow Dean action turns people. Yeah, he, he bowed him up last year, or was it last yep. year? Yeah, yeah it was last year. It was the third period. Because Warner was winning going into the third period. And remember, we won by, what, five or something? Yeah. And the reason I'll agree, JD, is is not just like last year, but something something ain't right with Jacob right now, currently. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. And you need to be right. But then again, you know, he's, he's really tough. He's got to be the best 10th-ranked wrestler in America. Um, he's very good. So, we we haven't finished Brooks Assad. I actually think. Oh, I got Brooks. Just deci- you going just decision? No, major. Yes. I'm going major. Whoa, <laughs> for Assad. I think Brooks. Gets so if you got if you do the line on that one, JD, what would you be? Would it be eight? I don't think it's eight. Feels like a lot based on the history. But six and a half, seven and a half, something like that. Five, yeah. Between five and a half and seven and a half. He's won by, I think, four and five points. Either four and five or five and six. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it's five and a half, four and a half. Somewhere close, like. close duel here. If it is 12 to 12 going into his match, does he does, does that fire him up a little extra? Let me make him push for the major? Well, it's, he, put, he, that, he got fired up last year and he didn't, yeah, was able to get it done. Carver's I, a hard place to wrestle. I don't, you know. I'm going to go with history and I'm going to go just the decision. Whoa. Okay. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it does turn into a major. I actually kind of like Assad the, coming off a loss too. I like the Assad coming off a loss. Like, all right, let me freaking lock in here, focus. Like, could go the exact opposite. Yeah, could, could be the start to yeah. the slide. Maybe Aaron Brooks double overthrows him. <laughs> um, probably not. I don't think that's likely. Seems unlikely. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Aaron does have a nice headlock, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I'm actually. I think he gets the. I think the bonus point comes this time. Yeah. See so you, Ben. I'm no I'm decision. Wow. No hesitation. I said decision. No surrender. I already told you guys. All right. Jacob Warner versus Max Dean. Both have had. Some down points in this season. Of course, Max had the brutal weekend where he lost to Ethan Laird and Michael Beard. Um, but since has has been 
Good. That's the hope if you're looking, if you're an Iowa fan, is that Max Dean has been vulnerable. He's vulnerable. This point and it was more, though. That's what I'm saying. You're not feeling great about this one coming in. But. Yeah. And yeah. I, what do you remember, Ben, about their uh, their NCAA final? I just kind of remember like one. I think it was a reattack takedown for for Dean. Is all I really recall. Yeah, I mean the way I look at this one. Oh, is, he took a, uh, he airmailed a shot. I think. I think yes. Warner took a crazy shot and just got ran behind really easy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Warner, and you even saw this against Nebraska last week, is he has his vulnerability in the third period, and that was the same last year against Max Dean. He was winning going to the third and kind of got tore up a little bit. Uh, he lost 8-3 last year in the dual meet. Um, yeah. And he's he's worse this year. So, yeah, I'll just say a, a not all that close decision for Max Dean. Hmm. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go just a regular decision for Dean. I think that's probably the probably the call. So we basically all have it locked up for Penn State heading into heavyweight. Ben and I have eighteen to twelve, CPS at nineteen to twelve. Whoa. I'm the bullish one on Penn State. Interesting. Yeah, because okay. you picked uh Van Ness. Yeah. I don't think that's that crazy. Um hmm. I've been straight right Pensy now. Five, five straight here, is... and I'm going to make it six straight again with Kirkleet. Dang. Yeah. Cassiope's got a lot of pins this year. I mean, they're not super high-level competition, but he's been decking some dudes. Yeah. Man, yeah, Warner just took a really errant shot and a nice go-behind to the left for Dean. That was pretty much it. That was it. Those were the only points. That was and it's really funny because Warner usually doesn't shoot all that much. Yeah, and he had no reason to like uh force I, I mean freaking NCAA finals. Things happen. Um yes. we're gonna learn from it. He knows he can take him down, he's done it before. Um so yeah, who knows? I mean, we're all we're talking all this about the vulnerabilities of Jacob Warner, but Max Dean has also had those. Um all right, so the- I didn't actually watch the or wait. I didn't actually watch the Laird, the whole Laird match in its entirety, but I mean, Dean Beard, um, I think Beard was doing some things that maybe aren't in Jacob Warner's skill set. He just is a moves a little bit better. Um, so I don't want to say I want to just write that one off, but I just don't think Jacob Warner can do the things that, um, that Michael mm-hmm. Beard did. So then Jacob Warner's path to victory, in my opinion, is, like stand around, make it one one, and make Dean take the shot, and then hit a go behind. Because Warner's best takedown is there's two choices, both of which are defensive. Number one is a, a sprawl, put the hips on him, go behind, and number two is the Sanderson steal, which he hit on he hit on Urbis and he hit on Rocky Elam. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of those he needs them to shoot on him. So I think that that's Warner's best chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. So. There's a path there for Jacob. Very likely, the score will be such that Jacob will have to win this match for Iowa to win the duel. To have a chance yeah. at it. Um, just don't. I just think you compare their seasons right now and kind of where Jacob is currently in the season. I think smart money is on Max right now. Yes, very smart. Which brings us to another match where I'm like, this is the second hardest one to call for me 
Uh, I agree. Mir and Van Ness. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't get swain by the Paris loss. Swain? Why? Swain? Swain? That's not You're a making word. up words. Like a, a swain? Swing? swing? Swooned. Swooned? Swunned. Swung. Don't get swung. Don't get swung. That's what I said. Swunged. <laughs> it's swung. Swain. Swanged. <laughs> Swained is not a word. Whatever the hell he said. Um, look, Kirk, Kirk Lee beat him up pretty good at the All-Star. Not. No. You have a bad memory. He was Wait, right what? there. He was. He did not beat him up. Stop. You think he beat him up good? No. Didn't he come out and get the first, uh, like, he got two, two takedowns? And then Cassie kind of blew it, tried to blow it in the third, but he did. Or not Cassie. Kirk, Kirk, Lee. Kirk Lee. Yes. Yes. No, That's it was my... well. It was well controlled, well controlled for Kirk Flit till the third period. Let's go. Let's rewatch it. You guys got you got the film right. I'm pulling it up. We don't have the rights to it either. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we could just be like every other Instagram account in the world and just steal footage rampantly, like they all do, mostly from us. So yeah, I mean, listen, it was five four. Um. In the third period, okay. with Cassiope on a single. Okay, I slightly misremembered this you match. Totally. Hold on, no, you're not mis. You're not misremembering. Hold on, I, I, I don't, I don't want to mess it up because I know, but I believe easy takedown and ride in the first period, right? Um, damn this, this damn takedown shop guy. I'm so sick of watching him in the advertisements. Yeah, I don't know who this guy it, is. Dude. Get him off my screen. You know who I'm talking about? Kid with a little long hair. He's a beast. You're just mad. He's a uh, AWA kid. I don't know who it is. So no takedown, um, just a hard. It was like a low shot, I think. Low, yeah, um, low, like low double, right? Yeah, finished real low. Okay. And does he? Now ride he rides out? almost yeah, the whole first leg in. I don't think that's so happening again. Ride out. Oh, he yeah, got I don't away. know why he was putting the leg in. That was not not super smart. Okay, he's got a minute ride time in the first period. Mm-hmm. Starts down. He had trouble last year getting away, but he did a good job this year. Gets away in under thirty seconds. Yes. Okay. Three to one. All right. Boom. Let's keep going here. I know he got another takedown right there. Low okay. double. Another low double. All right. So he's up three, five, one. He's going to get ride time here. I don't know why he keeps throwing his leg in. This leg riding was bad. And then he gets reversed. Opened, he turned, five, three. He turned in the wrong direction. Um, not so. I don't know what he's doing here. Okay. Five, three. And then okay. Cassio well, gets got away. ride time too. Five, four. Yeah, Regardless, so I mean, it, it's regard- a minute. What I'm trying to see is a minute and twenty-one ride time when he gets reversed, and then he starts on top. So he should have more ride time here. Let's see how long he rides in the third period. Oh ride man, time- he's got a lot of ride time, bro. Yeah, Cassiope ends up in a crackdown late in the third. Okay, wait. So hold on. So besides besides that really stupid leg riding getting reversed at the end of the second period. The first six minutes of this seven-minute match are, look really good for, for Kirk Fleet. He gets away, something he hasn't really done before against Cassiope, and he gets two clean takedowns, and he's got a lot of ride time. Okay. All I know That's is... That's the first six minutes of this match. And all I know is Cassiope was in on a match-tying takedown with 30 seconds to go, not just like on a leg, his deep crackdown position. He finishes that and rides... It goes to overtime, and we've seen how that movie goes. Your your points are right, but so are mine. It was right okay, there late. Sure. And and Ben, tactics have been Kirk Fleet's foil. Yes, 
historically. So you can't write off bad oh, tactics. Man. He's got a good body cradle. He should have got his ass here. I can't believe he's not doing this thing. Yeah. So you can't like dismiss bad tactics as a thing that's not likely to replicate when bad tactics have been. Sure. Th- that's fair. Okay. So. Oh, man. But, dude, he he wasn't actually very close to Cassiope wasn't actually very close on that crackdown. It's still a pretty advantageous position. Um, uh, now he's in a body cradle. Yeah. So anyway. So he, so he sucks his leg up. Okay, so he sucks his leg up. Not that Kirkfleet couldn't mess this up. When he sucks it up, Kirkfleet gets his body cradle before he gets cracked down. So body cradle versus crackdown, body cradle is... is and Cassiope didn't do... Or sorry, Kirkfleet didn't do a great job here, but body cradle beats crackdown almost every time. Yeah. Um... So, okay. okay. Well, I'll pick Kirkwood. You pick Cassiope. Let's do I that. I didn't say that. I just don't want... Pick him. Do I don't it. want the past to be misrepresented. Um, I have a hard time seeing Kirkfleet going down in the last match of the duel two weeks in a row at mm-hmm. home. You know what I mean? Um, I just have a hard time seeing that. And, I, and also Mason. I think Mason is better than Cassiope. Well, the past has sort of shown that. But they had this weird triangle for a while there, but I think it's taking a different shape now. I'm I'm taking Kirkfleet to win this one, but I think I think the best version of Kirkfleet giving full effort is better than the best version of Cassiope at this at this point. Now we've seen similar to this, Kirkfleet get tired, maybe not wrestle always hundred percent, whether it's injury or otherwise. But I think when he is at the top of his game, uh He's better than Cassiope. That's why I'm going with. Yeah, <clears throat> and we kind of turns out uh, we all have it pretty similarly. Twenty-one to twelve or twenty-two to twelve. Jeez. Hmm. So that Stop nine. Copying my picks, Christian. That line. What'd you say? Stop copying my picks. I make the picks first. Whoa! I can't believe you didn't pick Cassiope after all that. Well, I wouldn't have you even. Do it. I wouldn't have had to like say what I said if y'all hadn't said he got. May sound like he got. Totally destroyed. I mean, it was three takedowns to zero, in all fairness, plus ride time. He dominated the escape and reversal game, and you won't even acknowledge it. (laughs) That's like a thing. It's kind of funny, but escapes and reversals keep you in matches. um, Yes. In folk style. So if you can get off the bottom, which, you know, it's interesting because while, while you can say, yeah, hit the leg ride or whatever, he got two minutes and 12 seconds of riding time, and... I don't know anyone that maybe Mason Paris has ridden Tony that long. Yes, yeah. Gable. Hey, you know uh, what's funny about these picks, guys? What's so funny? Is our what's third win for Iowa for all of us is different. So uh, JD picked. Oh, man, he took the scrub. Just going to read it. Uh, I, I took Mirren, CP took Kennedy, and you took Seabrick. Wait. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Over Bearclaw. Over Bearclaw. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but I took Haynes over. I took Haynes over Seabrook. I love Correct. it when you can pick two wrestlers in every way. <laughs> I'll pick. I will pick. Um, I will pick Cassiope or Kerfleet at heavyweight, just like you pick two. Wrestlers. Oh, you know that's that's not. It, I'm, not even, gonna, I'm not even gonna dignify that with a response. Now, what percent? chance is there of something crazy happening in this duel define crazy yeah good point because a lot of these are something cra- 
Yeah. One fa- it's like there is no way Spencer Lee loses right. Roman. Spencer Lee loses. losing would be crazy. Yes, uh, I guess is- <laughs> I guess anything else is kind of like not that crazy. I mean, what if Gary guess- Dean was the one to upset Spencer Lee? That that would be <laughs> I would call that crazy. That would be wild. Um, I I will retire from crime fighting if that happens. What percentage chance are you giving Iowa of winning? Um, let's say seventy four, eighty four, ninety seven. I'll include ninety seven oh, in there. Getting like one a, of those matches. A one? Well, I mean, the only match are have a chance is ninety seven. Um, but I'll include the other one because you say one or 20, two or ten percent. There's there's a percentage there. It's not zero percent. Right. So a twenty five percent chance. Yeah, close to zero. No, it's like uh, of seventy four, eighty four. It's like. Point one. Same for eighty four ninety seven. I mean, we saw, we saw, we did see uh, Aaron Brooks lose this year to Marcus Coleman. To Marcus Coleman, yes. Cyclone great. Ames legend. That is true. true. Hamilton County stand up. That was pretty wild. Uh, that makes it point. County. Okay, that no. makes it point two percent chance. <laughs> Sorry, you. Don't, I don't think you know the counties. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean the. So twenty two twelve. Duels can, yeah. I think Iowa's got a shot here. They're obviously the underdogs for, for reasons, obvious reasons. But there's a lot of winnable matches there for them. Um, Even the way we predicted it, though, give them one more and they still don't win. It would take two. Yeah, it takes two. So they need the must wins. They got to get 25. They got to get 41, 49, 65. I think they got to get those four and then. And then you look for 57, heavyweight, 97. Yeah, then you need, like, heavyweight. Um, So the path to me, the most likely path, if you said, okay, Saturday morning I wake up and you say, okay, Iowa won. I think they won 125. Pin at 125. Pin at 125. I think they win 141, 149, 165, and heavyweight. Which is more likely, 65 or heavyweight? 65. I I really I feel good yeah, about that one. Yeah, I, I actually feel like you know I had like inner turmoil for like heavyweight, inner turmoil for forty nine. I actually at least I could be just as wrong, but um, that's not common. Wow, you so, felt pretty convicted about the the win for Patrick Kennedy, huh? I mean, more so. There's a lot of stuff that's really close. I think I at least I have a a, bit, a stronger innate feeling about sixty five than some of the others. Sure. This is likely to be wrong, but it could happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, that's the path to me for Iowa. If you're an Iowa fan, it probably looks like this. Um, speaking of waking up Saturday and wondering who won the duel, Ben, I have to tell you something. Um, tell me. Bro. I am in. John Kozak put me and David Bray in the worst predicament of all time. The worst. So... I'm uh Katie had mentioned um first of all before I get into a bit congratulations to John Kozak they had their they welcomed He's a their, four-timer four-time champ four-time dad <laughs> Wow nice four, work four uh, uh beautiful little girls um welcomed a new baby four on. four daughters under 8 that that's a lot going on what in a that beast. household <laughs> what a hammer so he's uh Sunday welcomed uh their their newest child but anyways about a month ago Katie mentioned to me, my wife Katie's like, hey, Carrie, John's wife was like, um, 
would you guys want to do a, a daddy daughter dance um thing i was like oh yeah that'd be that'd be Hi. cool like natalie would absolutely love that so you're gonna miss iowa penn state for a daddy so, daughter dance let oh me, my let, god let me go so i don't know uh, when it is or anything like that and then um we're at, i'm at the braze on saturday or saturday i think and we're hanging out or whatever and katie's like hey are, do you are you guys do you guys want to do that um that that's coming up and i was like uh I'm kind of like David. Can you get Colby to go so we we can at least like bro out a little bit? And um, he's like, Colby's not gonna want to go. And so they come out, and then eventually, they we walk them out together. We tell him. Natalie's like, yes. And Colby's like, no. And I'm like, come on. And then Natalie talks Colby into it. And so they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And they're they're all excited. And only at that moment afterwards, I just look at David. I was like, oh no. What did we just do? And then he realized it at the exact same time. This is going on <laughs> six o'clock to nine o'clock Friday night. We are going to straight up miss me, Kozak, and Bray. And it's all Kozak's fault. And so now we're going to be going. And now David's like, oh, I'm not going to miss it. All right, we're we're going to get out of there at 730. But like, so this is one of those things. It's like, man, well, that there's no care. Honestly, like. I don't know. Can you really do a day daughter dance for three hours? Three I mean, hours? Really long time, That's bro. Insane. Just go like, hard for ninety minutes and be out. All and we got to do. All go hang out, and your daughters all like each other, and they can all play with whatever they want to play with. Sounds great. Yeah, they get along great. They're very, uh, they're very well behaved young ladies. It would be perfect. So, anyways, we're, we're. I mean, I can't. Believe, there's a few like Christmases in wrestling. There's a couple of them. World Championships, NCAs, Conference Weekend. Iowa Penn State is one of the Christmases. The, the build up, the anticipation is almost as fun as the day itself. And then after it's over, you're just as excited thinking about you can't wait for next year. And then we're not we're not gonna watch it. We're gonna be like falling on Twitter, looking on our phones between like pin the tail and the donkey or something. So I don't I can't believe this has happened. Kozak Wait, so wait, you're not leaving early? I don't I don't know. What? I mean, how early? Are you freaking insane? You go for an hour. <laughs> listen, you go for an hour and a half. That's plenty of dancing. You better and not be late, home, though. And your kids all play with each other. They have a great time. I don't yeah. really even understand what the issue is. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking strategically here. Like, all right, let's take them out to P. Terry's five o'clock. Get a nice dinner. Yeah. Take them out. Tire them. Tire them up. Get some. Get some. <laughs> get there early. So they want to right at six. They would go happy. to the dance. Hey, not I wouldn't yeah. even stay till seven thirty. I'd be out at seven fifteen. You're out of there. Well, the duel Let's go starts. Play at home. At, I believe at seven thirty. St- duel starts at seven thirty. So you got to get yeah, out of there at like what seven seven fifteen. We got to figure out whose house we're closest to. For this. I don't even know where go. this dance is. That's how few details. I don't know where this is. I don't know what's going on here. Um. So yeah, this I can't believe this has happened to me. Um, it could be in Dallas for all you know. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. Hey guys, there's one question. Christian, you just got to leave. There's one question that I, I do not remember this happening, so I need to, you guys to verify this. Coach OWU, Coach McHugh, says, you guys are talking about oiled-up wrestlers this never happened. getting caught. Confirmed. I remember Earl Hall versus Sean Garrett was stopped due to Hall having something slippery it's, on his legs. That NCAA happened? Quarter, NCAA quarterfinal. Yep. We looked it up, and we found the match, and you couldn't see before it happened, but they basically the, the file starts like, hey, yeah, um, Nishan, Earl Hall had to take injury time. injury time 
to remove a, a slippery substance on his legs. So it's happened before. Um, really? Mm-hmm. How do I not remember that? It was 2016, Ben, and you probably weren't even watching that quarter because no one thought Earl Hall was going to beat Nashawn Garrett. Yeah, but you would think people would. I mean, I was doing, I was podcasting at that time. You would think someone would have talked about it because it's never happened before or after, right? Yeah, I, I just don't think it was something that. I mean, in the grand scheme of the it's grand case. scheme, I mean, it's I the don't... quarterfinals of NCAs, guys. But all okay, and also another thing you have to remember is. All the media there are just watching the match. You're like, oh, that's weird. Like you're, and you're also four quarters are happening simultaneously. One, sure. Two, you're not getting the explanation from the commentator during it. You're just watching. So, but don't you think a lot of fans would be like, wait, what just happened there? Yeah. Why is that over? It shouldn't be over. There was nothing. It wasn't over. It was at the very there, beginning. There was just an injury time, and so like in the, or in like the middle of the first period, like uh, Nishan Garrett went out and got away. So it was one zero. So you weren't paying, just locked in on that match. Which I'm, I should, I should go look at the 2016 um, brackets because I'm sure they're. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was. Yeah, talked about, I don't know. But... I'm just saying, like, I feel like. One, it, it's such a rare, I mean, rare occurrences are a lot of times what gets talked about, things that don't usually happen. And I, I don't know, That's I feel like that's something I would have picked up on or someone would have picked up on. I don't remember anyone talking about it. That's pretty wild that Earl Hall was disqualified from the quarterfinals of Nationals. He wasn't disqualified, Ben. He took, bot- it was just an injury time. Oh, well, that guy said disqualified. No, well, I've been explaining that it was just injury time. Oh, and then mine was stopped. I thought he meant like the match was stopped, like the match was over. No. Uh, no. They stopped it and gave Nishan injury uh, time. He's got an escape. It well, he said the match was stopped. I thought it was stopped. Well, all right. That makes more That makes way more sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 100% we would have. Uh, okay. And now I, I get I'm, I'm like, why are you so confused? But now it makes sense. You were confused okay. because you were actually confused. Because it, it was, said stopped, like over. This was a double confusion situation. Um, man, this uh this is uh this show has flown by between crime stoppers. Seriously. We once again aren't gonna have time for normal questions. Tomorrow will be big, very questiony. Yeah. Uh, for sure. We'll do picks. We may have Shane Sparks. Picks. Love picks. We love picks. I'm looking to win back to back weeks. Cool Baumgartner in the chat. And this one surprised me when I thought about it, but better odds that Iowa wins the duel or Penn State wins eight matches. Eight matches, because in my picks I have wow. them winning seven, and I could see Van Nesmeren being flipped. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Which would give them eight wins. No, you think it is more? It is more likely that, <laughs> that happens than that Iowa flips two that I didn't pick. In my opinion, I don't care what you picked. Ah, uh, uh, I, I believe my path of the five wins I laid out is more likely than Penn State winning eight. Okay. That said, I'm picking neither of those things to happen. Correct. I'm going to thread that needle, brother. Yes. Fun show. We'll be back tomorrow. Plenty to talk about. Man, it's really almost here, guys. 
Daddy Daughter Dance 2K23. I will, I will not down. be at, uh, a Daddy Daughter Dance. I will be watch partying. Though. Yeah. Deadbeat Dad over here. He don't even <laughs> have kids. What if the Flow HQ is the closest to the Daddy Daughter Dance? Everyone's headed there. Then I'll go there. I will go wherever. Find TVs are sold. I'll rob a Best Buy. Because I know the cops won't investigate it. And then I'll just watch it somewhere else. Anyways, thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Happy Wednesday. Taco time.